We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And that is it! The Miami Heat have done it yet again! They are headed back to the Eastern Conference Finals! the final in game six. Uh, Had to end at some point, right? All right. The um, 2022-23 New York Knicks season, what was a magic carpet ride um, for much of the last Certainly six months, five and a half months, six months. It was a special season. It was a special season, despite the way it just ended. Um, And, you know, tonight is going to be about some different things. Um, We're going to talk about the game, obviously. And it was a game that I don't, you know, I I don't think any. Certainly the Knicks should not hang their heads about this game, Uh, despite the fact that it was a frustrating game. Um, it was a game they could have won in a series that I think most Nick fans are going to walk away from this feeling like they could have won. Uh, it, not only because of errors in execution, which are always part of it, and I think that was more the case tonight, uh, but, you know, some meat left on the bone. And that's that's always the frustrating part is when you feel like there's more you could have done. And is there more the Knicks could have done to win the series? Yeah, I think, I think there is. Uh, we'll talk about it. Um, you know, but it was also a series that I think showed a few things about the growth that this team still needs to undergo. And you know, the fact that there is probably a change or two that needs to be made. And uh, we'll talk about that moving forward. Uh, but before we get into any of that, we need to, there's only one place to start. And I was wearing a different shirt and I went out and I, let me make sure everybody can see. That is, yeah, there he is. Him. H-I-M, him. 
It's his new legal name. And that is Jalen Brunson. So, look, in July, early July, I remember... I remember I remember the day. It was an afternoon. My, I was I had my different desk set up here. I was facing a different direction. It's looking forward. I remember when the I think it was was it Bontemps that was the first to no, not not wasn't Bontemps. It was it was uh Tim McMahon, I think, was the first to tweet it out that uh either him or Woj that the Knicks were Gam Brunson. And it had been rumored obviously for a few days. It felt like it was gonna come come to fruition. And then it came across and it was like, okay, there's a guy they wanted. There's a guy they got. There's a guy that's really good. Good basketball player. And I thought at the time and I said at the time that I think anybody worrying about that it was going to be an overpay or anybody worrying about the fact that, uh, you know, he wasn't the sort of guy that you, you want to like it. You know, it for a franchise in the position where the Knicks were, where they were kind of teetering on that 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 edge of like, well, you know, should we should we just tank, or should we kind of continue to invest in what we have and and go forward? There was some, there was certainly some doubt as to whether he was good enough to warrant choosing option B, which was to like, hey. Let's go for it now. Let's see what we got here. Um, keep adding pieces. Keep tinkering. And and at the time, I I mean I love the signing. I loved Brunson, but you know I even I think I wrote beforehand before the season started. Like you know I thought they were most likely a nine seed. Um, maybe they get up into the upper upper part of the playing bracket, and maybe if like everything broke right. Everything broke right. They would be like a bad six seed and then, you know, probably get whitewashed in the first round. And that's because I, I, again, I knew Brunson was good. I knew we would make an impact. I didn't really know much about else about what this team was going to be. A lot of things ended up going right for this team this year for the most, for most of the year. Um, I don't think anybody could have realized that the Knicks were getting a player of this caliber. What Jalen Brunson did tonight, in addition, obviously, to what he did two nights ago, and I know what did he, I, I'm, I think he he sat for three minutes tonight. I'm assuming he sat for yeah he sat for three minutes tonight <laughs> after sitting for zero minutes the other night. I, I mean, I just. I, I just just to you know for posterity's sake, um, forty one points on twenty two shots. I'll, I'll just say that one more time: forty one points on twenty two shots, five of ten from three, eight of nine from the line, uh, four rebounds, three assists, and and three turnovers. And you could talk. You could take the assists and turnovers stats and throw them right out the window because there was nobody else for tonight uh, for the Knicks tonight that was doing a blessed thing. Uh, this was Jalen Brunson versus the Miami Heat and not in the sort of way 
and I, I'm sure there is somebody out there thinking right now, oh man, if we had more of a pass first point guard, you know, they would have won. I mean, listen, there, there's always going to be ridiculous nonsense out there. Um, no, this was a game in which there was one person who was ready for this game tonight. And it, his, the, his name was Jalen Brunson. And he knew that. And I think everybody else on his team knew that. And more importantly, the Miami Heat knew that from the f- opening tip. They knew it full well. And they couldn't do anything to stop him. Uh, this six foot nothing, you know, can't, you know he, could, he could jump over a few phone books, maybe. A uh, guy that, you know, again, it, it, I, I joke about it a lot, but it, it does bear repeating. Two years ago, two years ago, the Dallas Mavericks decided we're not. Well, aside from the fact that they didn't think he could, you know, was good enough to play in a playoff series, decided we're not going to offer him a mid-level money. And he came out tonight and he looked like he was one of the 10 most important players in the NBA. Because if you could come out and do that on a road uh, in an away arena against that team that is coached as, I mean, coached better than anybody in the league, throwing all their tricks, everything at you to try to stop you. If you could do that against this team in this scenario, what can't you do? And he damn near brought him. A, I, he damn near by the skin of his teeth, damn near dragged them. And when I say dragged, there were some lifeless bodies in in what he was pulling across. And and look, this is I, I'm not I'm really going to try hard not to be negative tonight. There will be negativity in the air. I, I'm obviously. I'm going to try not to add to it. Um, but yeah, there were some lifeless bodies in the bag that he was pulling across, trying to pull across that finish line. And he nearly did it. He nearly did it. And I, I feel awful that there's there we have a play that is certainly going to be dissected and looked at um, in which, you know, obviously the Knicks were down by two. Had a chance, tie, go up by one with a three. And I, I'm assuming they ruled that, I mean, a, a turnover on Jalen Brunson. I. It's a shame that that's, that is the last relevant play from this game. And the reason it's a shame is, one, it's a negative play in a game where the dude did only did everything right. And two... It's a it's a play that's going to go down as his fault. It was the right play. It was the right play, and I thought. I mean, look, Gabe Gabe Vincent made a nice defensive play, but like it was, the reason it was the right play is because he it, like again, it's what the Knicks do. It's two on the ball. He got two on the ball. He managed to wiggle free somehow. His all NBA power forward cut into the middle of the lane. With a guy on him that he outweighed by, you know, eighty pounds or whatever, and and had six or seven inches on, and he was right there, and 
he couldn't, I mean, Julius Randle couldn't get the ball. And I mean, I'm sure Jalen Brunson's not going to sleep tonight thinking about that pass and whether he should have just put up the shot or whatever. Uh, the point is, it's a shame that it happened. And not for one second am I, when I think about Jalen Brunson in this series, in this playoffs, in this season, am I going to remember that play and, and, and have that be an indictment on him? Because this guy, and I know I've been going on and on about him, and there's a lot of other stuff to talk about, but it warrants it because this guy changed our franchise. Totally and completely. Jalen Brunson changed our franchise because, you know, I, I all due respect to the Knicks have some wonderful young players. They have some high, you know, high ceiling, high usage guys. RJ, you know, uh, I know he didn't have a great game today. We'll talk about him. Julius, we'll talk about it. Well, you know, the, the culture, the front office. I, I still believe in the coach, despite the fact that I don't know if this was the coach's best series. Like they have a lot of stuff going for them. This is the NBA, man. This is the National Basketball Fucking Association. And in the National Basketball Association, what does it come down to? Do you have those couple of guys? And sometimes it if you're one, it, you could have one guy and it's enough if you put the right pieces around them. Um, Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry being two examples. Um, most of the time, though, you need a couple of guys. But you got to start with one. And, so, and by the way, sometimes two is enough. That's why it's it, that's what makes the NBA great is you need like you can't get you. Can't, there are no you can't skirt. You can't skirt reality. You can't skirt the formula. You can't skirt what for 50, 60, whatever years it's kind of been like this has been the way you win in the NBA. The Suns tried to skirt it this year. It flopped on its face last night. Um, other teams try to skirt, like, you know, the Clippers tried to skirt it. Um, that, well, in a different way, that fell on its face. But, like, you need the ecosystem, but you also need a couple of guys. And it's really hard to get those couple of guys. And especially when you're the Knicks and you never got, before this past year, you never got that guy in free agency, even though you tried to. And you never got that guy via the draft, even though you tried to. You got a guy now. And so where do you go from here? And like, we're, again, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty. There's going to be a lot of questions. There's going to be all kinds of different things about this next season. More important than any of it is that we got one guy that say what you want about anything else. We have him. Him. Just wanted to get that out of the way. And um, because that, and again, I, I know I went on for about 12 minutes about him, but that that's, that's what he deserves. That's what he deserves. As for the rest of the team and the rest of this game. Um... Look, I, I mean, if there's two stats that I'm going to I'm going to cite for why the Knicks lost this game. Um, well, there's three stats, actually. Um, 
the Miami Heat, 25 assists. New York Knicks, 13 assists. Points in the paint. So easy points, right? And I know Bam Adebayo got a lot of these. So take it with a grain of salt. But like Miami Heat, 38 points in the paint. Knicks, 20 points in the paint. So not a ton of easy points from the field. Got to the line. That's part of their formula. Don't discount it. And then um, the third stat. Uh, so Julius Randle, it is going to be a combo stat. Julius Randle, 3 of 14 from the field for 15 points. Granted, got to the line. Give him credit for that. That's part of what they do. Got to the line nine times. But 3 of 15 from the field, uh, or 3 of 14 from the field is 3 of 14 from the field um, for 15 points. One more point than shot attempts and three assists. And then RJ Barrett, uh, one for 10 from the field. Uh, 11 points. Also got to the line a bunch of times. Uh, two assists. One assist, excuse me. And then if you want to throw in Quentin Grimes, because like, look, there was hemming and hawing and clamoring and and torches and pitchforks and yada, 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 and all these sorts of things about we, got, we must get Quentin Grimes in the starting lineup. Well, you got Quentin Grimes in the starting lineup for this game in the last few games. And um, it was a good reminder. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for the kid. Uh, he'll be fine. He's going to be a good player. He's going to be a valuable piece for the Knicks moving forward. He's going to be a big part of Knicks winning basketball moving forward. All of the things. Second round of the playoffs is second round of the playoffs. And um, Quentin Grimes tonight went one for six for, for three points and uh, had a, a really nice play design. I thought he had a really good look from three uh, from the corner there towards the end. And um, it didn't hit anything. And like that's playoff basketball. And that's that's why, you know, a, a Tom Thibodeau was going to go with a Josh Hart in his starting lineup. Was that the right decision? Was that the wrong decision? The reality is it's, it's an imperfect decision because of the imperfect options. And this is a young team that is and an imperfect team. And when you combine their imperfections, which we knew their imperfections going into these playoffs, they were not a good shooting team. When you combine that, with the youth, and um, I thought they were actually pretty poised tonight for the most part, with the exception of the early third quarter where their offense got really got bogged down in the mud, and I'm going to get to that in a second. I thought they, you know, they they tried to play Knicks pass, but I mean, there was no egregious, truly egregious mistakes. I, I say not fully believing the words that are coming out of my mouth. I mean, they have 12 turnovers, you know, um, after having 19 turnovers the previous game. It's not great. It's it's not awful. Um, but like, it's a young team. And that showed itself. And it's a team that, again, didn't have the shooting. And outside of Jalen Brunson tonight, the Knicks went, Five of twenty-five from three. Non-Brunson players shot twenty percent from deep. That's not good. That sucks, especially when the vast majority of those three-point shots were wide-open threes. And the reason I cited Julius Randle's stats and RJ Barrett's stats and Quentin Grimes' stats is because the Knicks have had a formula all year, and that's why I thought it was a little disingenuous for. Uh, Richard Jefferson and, and JJ Redick 
who do a nice job. And I, I mean, we could all give J, uh, Richard Jefferson shit. He's, he knows he's forgotten more about basketball than God knows I'll ever know. Uh, and to say nothing of JD Redick, who's amazing, but like for them to keep, keep going back to the point of like, ah, man, this Knicks offense is just not getting, you know, they're not moving the ball that much and this and that. And it's a lot of just, this is what they do. This is what they do. This is what they've done all year. This is their offense. It is. We have what we feel are four gifted isolation players in Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle on the upper echelon of like the gifted isolation. And then a notch down from that, we have RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. One of those four players did not play in the last several games of the series and he was missed. And I think there's an argument that if, if Emmanuel quickly played in this game, I think there's a really good argument. That the Knicks would have won this game. Um, neither here nor there, I guess though. Um, but they still had RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. This is what they do. They isolate and they force teams to bring extra attention. And then they either take, they either with that extra attention, they either open up their centers to get offensive rebounds or they kick out to open three point shooters. And those are the three point shots that they want to take tonight. The Knicks had eight offensive rebounds. It's fine. It's average. It's not how they usually do business. And their offensive rebounding advantage, which was the fundamental bedrock of their offense when you go right down to it, um, was completely neutralized in this series. I thought Mitchell Robinson had another just, you know, nothing burger of a game. Um, I suppose Hardenstein was was slightly better. But and I, I have to assume Mitch is hurt because for him to go what he was in the Cleveland series to what he is now, what he was in this series, I mean... If he's not hurt, then we have some very more, un- much more uncomfortable questions t- to ask. Nothing burger. So that part of the Nick offense was neutralized. And then your ISO guys, your guys that we relied upon. And like, I'm giving RJ a pass just to be very clear. I'm going to give RJ a pass. RJ has been nothing short of sensational in this postseason. Sensational. He didn't have it tonight. He was one of 10. He missed some good looks. He also got to the line. It happens. He's 22. He's going to be fine. He'll live. He'll learn. I'm not holding tonight against him. You had your other guy who's not 22 years old. He's 28 years old. And I mean, he he just made an all-NBA team. That means the majority of NBA media voters thought that he was one of the most 15, the 15 most valuable impact players in the league this year and in a game that was like the first to 100 would have won it he had three field goals you know and he took 14 shots that's not good enough and look Tibbs is going to get all sorts of blame, and I, I imagine he will get the lion's share of the blame after this. And there will be questions about, well, we, you know, we need a more creative offensive coach because obviously the ISO ball thing doesn't work in the playoffs. The ISO ball thing works just fine in the playoffs if you have the right players for it. Um, it's what every team eventually devolves to when you're in these series, and everybody knows the everybody knows what you're doing. You know what they're doing. Um, it comes down to how are you creating advantages and what are you doing with those advantages? And the Knicks 
have built their team in a very particular way. And one of the skill sets that they have not emphasized in building their team, unfortunately, is passing and ball movement in general. And that showed tonight because once the ISO breaks down and once RJ and Julius aren't getting anything off of their isolation possessions, well, then the whole system kind of collapses onto itself because the isolation is where the passes come from. And if you don't have the isolation as the foundation for the passes to jump off of, then you have no way to get easy baskets, which they didn't tonight. They didn't get anything easy, you know, especially when on top of that issue, which it was an issue tonight, the Miami Heat are leaving Nick shooters open left, right and everywhere in between. And you know what those shooters did with those opportunities? They took 25 up shots and they hit five. So when you add it all up, yes, there are fucking issues. Now, what do you do with those issues? Well, again, I think your young players will get better. I think Quentin Grimes will get better. I mean, I trust next year if Quentin Grimes is in the same situation, he's not going to go on for six. I trust if RJ Barrett next year is in the same situation, he's not going to go on for 10. Um, and I hope next year, Emmanuel quickly, A, is still on this roster, B, is healthy, and C, can make more of, of an impact. Um, credit to Obi Toppin. He took five threes. He made two of them. Good job by him. Um, Josh Hardy was five for 10 from the field. That's, I mean, it's a good job by him, even though he's one of four from three. I mean, he had that great, but that's another one. He had that great corner look late in the game. If he makes that shot, this might be a different ball game. He missed it. You know, that's so, um, you know, and then you have the, the center situation with, you know, you got, Two points from Mitchell Robinson, two points from Isaiah Arnstein. You you run an offense where, and you saw it tonight, the difference when you have a center who could actually do some shit. Now, Bam Adebayo was awesome. He does more than some shit. He does a lot. Um, but, you know, that's another thing that kind of restricts you is when you are so limited at the center position with, with players. Well, more Mitch. Hardenstein can do some stuff. He just really, that's not the offense they run. And, and that's a valid criticism, by the way. It's a valid criticism. Um, so, yeah, um, look, it's an imperfect team. Like I said, at the top, it's an imperfect team. They need to grow. They need to get better. Still young, but in terms of, again, in a league where it's like, okay, show me your best two guys or your best three guys, and I'll show you my best guy and, and my best couple of guys. I think the difference in this game was collectively, collectively, the Miami Heat have just a little more, had a little more skill around the edges in terms of passing and shooting. And even though we had this kind of three headed monster and they had more of a two headed monster because Tyler Hero didn't play in the series. Their two heads were better than our three heads. Again, I mean, just quote the stats. Jimmy Butler, 7 to 22, but 24 shots, 24 points on 22 shots. Not his best game, but it's good enough. And then the big guy, Bam Adebayo, 23 points on 20 shots. Like, not great. Not great, especially when you consider their three point shooting around that wasn't great either. Um, but it was good enough. It was good enough. Their three point, their, their, their other guys love one for one from three. Vincent, one of five. Struce, one of six. Those weren't great. The shots they made, especially that Struce shot in the fourth quarter, 
massive. Um, Duncan made a couple. Cody made one. Larry made one. It's just enough. It was just enough when you combine it with the fact that, um, you know, their big guys were, were, were able to, to do some stuff. And for us, one of our big guys was able to do a lot. And um, the others were not. So that's unfortunate. Um, again, not the way anybody wanted the season to end. Um, I don't know that many people will be satisfied with this loss. Um, the only thing I hope is even if you are dissatisfied with the loss, and I'm dissatisfied with the loss. I, I didn't love how they played tonight in general. Again, that you could point to two stretches. You could point to the stretch at the early third quarter where they, their offense just got, even for them, was in the muck. And then, obviously, the stretch where Brunson went out of the game for three minutes and the, and the Heat went on an 8-0 run. I mean, this, what was it, a four-point game? 8-0 run. There's your difference. So, was there a stagger there? You know, but again, if it's a stagger, if you're trying to get Brunson some time on the bench, well, then your stagger means Randall's on the court. Well, Randall, not like Randall was doing anything tonight either. So I don't know. Was there another answer other than playing playing Jalen Brunson all 48 minutes again? Maybe there wasn't. Maybe that's what they needed to do to win this game. I, I don't know. But those are the two stretches that really hurt him. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's frustrating. But I, what I was trying to say is I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope nobody let's this series slash this game damper what should be a genuine round of applause for this team and what they've accomplished and the foundation that they've laid for what I genuinely believe will be good things in the years ahead. Um, as long as they keep doing the right things. Um, I think that's all I got. That's all I got. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andrew, did I miss anything? Not that I could think of. Sounds good. Yeah. Personal injury report? Sure. All right. Uh, presented by Weiss and Rosenblum. Don't forget. That's not the right one. <laughs> if you think you have a personal injury case, call mm -hmm. Weiss and Rosenblum today. Uh, I just want to say on a, on a personal note, <laughs> let me say their phone number, 212-366-6100. Again, 212-366-6100. Listen, um, if you guys dig the show, if you guys dig what we do here, 
Write that phone number down. Again, 212-366-6100. Barry Weiss, Amy Rosenblum, um, they are really good people. They took a chance on advertising with us, reached out to me. They didn't need to do this. They, they're killing it. Um, they're one of the most successful personal injury firms in New York. And uh, they just... They like what we do here. They they believed in us. And uh, Barry's a big Nick fan, which is why he did it. So we really appreciate um, him being a sponsor and, you know, Weiss and Rosenblum being a sponsor for the show for the majority of the season. If you think you might have a personal injury case, give them a call. You're not going to find better people. Um, they'll be honest. They'll be open. They'll be forthright. And um, they will uh, talk to you for absolutely free if you just want a consultation. So and then if they take your case won't get paid unless you do again one more time 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenboom.com uh prior results don't guarantee future outcomes but go with a veteran not a rookie if you need an attorney uh to shame the quickly season ended the way that it did which is to say um not on the court uh missed the last three games and now um yeah i mean we'll listen we'll see I wonder how it impacts their approach this offseason with him. I, I mean, it, the injury shouldn't, but the the injury prevented Quick from kind of riding the ship a little bit from what was a, a not a great offseason before the injury, and he didn't get a chance to rectify that. Uh, will it not impact? A, not a great postseason, you mean? Post? What did I say? Offseason. Postseason, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, postseason. So, yeah, I... I um. It's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be interesting because, again, I, we're not doing off-season talk tonight. But like, if if they if there is a if there if there uh, is discussions this summer, um, you know, quickly, quickly is going to be in demand. And um, yeah, I, I now that Brunson has solidified himself as like, okay, this is this is our guy. Uh, I, I don't know. I just wonder how that impacts their thinking. So it's unfortunate, though. That's all I'll say. You saw how much they missed them these last two games. Oh, yeah. The, no. The backup absolutely. point guard minutes just loom large. Um, to your point about those, what now is officially two minutes, seven seconds, that was a minus seven. Yeah. Um, because I pointed it out that that lineup was on the court at all, and I made it bigger than it was. Well, you could argue it's the margin in this game. Oh, not it is the, it was not the that it's the reason they lost the game, because I am with you that like if one person showed up to help Jalen Brunson tonight and it was Scott Foster. Um <laughs> the yeah, that stretch where you could have uh, this would have required Tibbs to be a lot more creative where you bring Randall on for those three minutes, take Obi well, off. Then when you bring Brunson back on, you sit Randall. But can again. I just like can I jump yeah. in with that? Because I What's know up? people people are going to jump all over that. Like R.J. Barrett, amazing postseason. Everybody mm-hmm. loves him. Josh Hart, amazing player. Ended up having a really great game. Um, do some pride. How many people have been in my mentions on the Substack chat app in our comments? Get Deuce McBride on the court. Get Deuce McBride on the court. Get Deuce McBride on the court. Left and right. Obi Toppin. I mean, the subset of this fan base was like, we, you know what we need? We need more Obi Toppin. Life, movement, this, that, and the other thing. Okay, great. Those are the four guys out there, along with Hardenstein, who's been the better of the two big men in this series. Like, that's your five. Like, how about, how about be better? 
How about be better? How about make but, like and they had opportunities in that little stretch. But if they're not you know? deployed correctly, then why yeah, is my, like so, I understand so, I don't want to completely exonerate them, but no, but they, but okay, so then the you're simple so, switch by slow is just all right, here's his own. So so but so the answer is get Randall in there and get Obi out, right? Well, then it becomes a Randall-centric offense, and we know what that looks like. It's Randall posting up, and it's Randall trying to get two to the ball and kick out. And then it's like, okay, well, where's that getting you on a night like tonight, where nobody's I, making any shots and Randall's very off? Like, if at that point me, Randall wasn't as off as you're saying, but I hear well, what you're he saying up, that he ended up being off. If anything, to me, that should be your energy lineup: Deuce, energy, Obi, energy, Josh Hart, energy. Who's the point guard? Deuce and RJ. I. So one of which has never shown to be a, a person who can run a second unit or any NBA unit. And RJ, I, do we need to talk about his ball handling and turnover issues, I, especially I totally, in transition? I totally understand that. My my point is, I think if you would ask a lot of Knicks fans before this game, like, hey, how do you think the Knicks would do if we get just three minutes, three minutes? Do you want to see three minutes of a deuce, RJ, Obi, Josh Hart, Isaiah Hartenstein lineup? They said no. The first they, John, they would have said no. They uh, when, I, just, I, could, I completely. I think that's. They all had the. No, it's not that lineup. I think it's completely revisionist history. It's not. It was People exactly the same. For Deuce. For, in specific situations. Not, right, so, you're, so basically, your answer was put Randall in with that lineup instead of Obi. Is that your answer? To, you could have Randall go into that lineup instead of Obi and run a, a lineup that had another offensive creator because that's not what they had. Josh Hart. Is a, a dirty uh, a guy, a garbage man that makes okay. offense out of out of broken plays, which you appreciate him for. He's not a shooter. They couldn't break the zone, and it showed in that stretch where it was an eight zero run in two minutes. So then, if anything, you want to get Grimes in there instead of Hart. If anything, and Grimes was one of six from three tonight. My point is that like we could talk about that lineup as being the reason they lost the game. And I, I said it's turned. not. I said it's not. Well, I no, said I'm it's saying, a lineup that I'm, stood out to not, me as egregious. Yeah. You're not. There are people who will point so to talk it to me about it. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying anywhere you turn, there's dead ends because nobody played well tonight except Jalen Brunson. Sean, that's the reason why I'm not blaming that lineup. I'm allowed yeah. to bring up a criticism about the coach, though. Oh, no. it's yeah, but, That's but, all I'm saying. Goodness, Fine, two minutes of a lineup that two games ago, I was like, what the hell are we doing? I'm allowed to point out that he left it on for two minutes and it didn't work. I It didn't work. And my only pushback is I think the only alternative, the only re the alternative would have made a difference tonight is just 48 more minutes of Jalen Brunson. Yeah, that's that's another criticism. I'm not sure if it's a even a criticism. It's it's the reality of the situation. I go back and to I, my point. One person showed up for the Knicks tonight. It was yeah. Jalen Brunson. And I, that's and why I get they lost. Why, I get why he did it because they had a lead and he felt like, okay, I could, I could get a few minutes for my guy here. All this unit has to do is try to protect the lead and, and they couldn't do that. John, I'll go a step further. The other reason why I was like, if I'm thinking into his brain, Brunson has a second foul. Do I risk him playing an entire second half with two fouls? Can I well, get these three minutes? So that way there's another, like, I understand you. There is logic to it. I thought there were as a different lineup you could have put out there that wasn't so stymied offensively. It's not the reason they lost the game. There were plenty of opportunities throughout the game. How about your all NBA all-star well, shows up for more than three field goals tonight? Like I got smoke for everybody else. There are things we can point to for the head coach though. And yeah, that's, no, that's for, one of them. That's all. 
For sure. It's it's not at the top of my list for, for Tibbs. There's other things that I probably have a little bit higher, but um the, the Jimmy double team. Mike, that's we're we're yeah. we're six games in and the only off the heat shot poorly. You're, you're right tonight. The only offense they were created yeah. was off of Jimmy double teams. Yep. It, it was so frustrating. Yep. And just I, one I correction, I agree with you. Grimes was like not the like more Quentin Grimes to create was not the answer. You're you're someone that loves lineup data, and the Knicks are going to end this series with a plus twelve and point seven in eighty six minutes in the Quentin Grimes starting five. So, like, I'm I'm sorry, that's their highest used lineup and their no, highest I, used yeah, minutes, sure. and it's their best lineup by all data. Their second best lineup is when you take uh, Josh Hart off and you put. Hold on, their second best lineup is the one that closed game 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 two. Yeah, that's no, their second look, best lineup. The starting right. five we saw for two games or three games this series and that he played the majority of the fourth quarter minus 8.4. So Grimes, offense, it was horrific on defense. The Grimes, Grimes should have been starting the whole time. Yeah. That's, I think that's probably that and the Jimmy doubles are the two things that Tibbs is going to have to go back and, and reassess. That's, um, those are the two things I have for him for this series is, yeah. and that's it. I have significantly more smoke, which is why anybody that wants to come on here and bring up, that our all NBA All Star in the biggest game of the season had three field goals. Yeah, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you with the trust issues. Jalen yeah. Brunson should have been able to win this game with one other person showing yeah. up. One other person. And Josh did. Hart kinda did. Josh Hart kinda res- did in a reserve role. Yeah, but not one other person showed up for Jalen Brunson tonight. That th- now you all know how I felt watching Melo. <laughs> okay, getting forty-two yeah. and seventeen in a loss. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, listen, I I I'm not gonna add anything to that. Um, you wanna try to do a moment of the game? Sure. I don't know what. Um Can we just list three Jalen Brunson moments and call it a day? Because I have no the, the 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 turning point of the game is probably his turnover, but I it's just not fair to do that. No, I'm not doing that. So I'll do the Brunson three out of the timeout to make it eighty seven eighty four. That's one. Um we could do um he did something early in the fourth that was pretty he did he did incredible things the whole time um did he have the only do, baskets in the fourth hold on no cuz he had a he had a pass to heart that's right do you want to do his oh his pass to heart for making 9290 yeah we could do that and then what's your third one i feel like there's I mean, he made 14 shots, so I feel like there's more throughout the game we could go to. Well, those, I two, were, those two were definites. So big in the moment, end of the third quarter, a slog of a quarter to get to. Yeah. But he had back-to-back shots where the Heat made, like the Knicks played great defense for 22 seconds, and then Lowry hit a, a circus shot yeah. to put them up four. Brunson came down the court and hit a, a, a runner to neutralize any momentum that created. Then on a broken play, the next possession, the Knicks got a stop. And then there was a 50, 50 ball that the heat ended up getting to. It leads to a wide open Duncan Robinson from three. And I'm like, yeah. damn, they're going to go into the fourth quarter down five. Yeah. JB to the rescue creates quick offense and a heart to Hartenstein, a, a quick pass to Hartenstein. Yeah. And he was so fucking good in this game. Oh my it's, gosh. We're, <laughs> it's, 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 it's insane. And that's why I, I spent, 12 minutes talking straight about him. And it John, could have been the whole enough. show. It could have been the whole show. This I was just, a, this type of performance. Just we spent all of game five talking about his legend and how great that performance was. And this is better. If he, 
it's why I'm so frustrated with the rest of the team. One yeah. other player shows up. I know. And we're talking about Jalen Brunson just forced the game seven mostly by himself. But that's again, this front office has to go back now this summer and look at like, okay, we, if we add, if we add the right guy to this dude, then we're just, you know, then we're in contender, but mm-hmm. how do you do it in a way where you're not, the Suns, you know, um, and you're not just a skeleton crew outside of your top two. Well, do um, you think they go with that approach? Like, hey, we need to upgrade the talent or I mean, look, it's a it's a much more fantasy way, way for the fan base feels about the roster where it's like, you know what? Young team got nice. to the second round, got much needed experience. If the right trade isn't out there, do we run it back with a team that had a 56 win pace from December 4th? I, like, do we take the chance that Grimes another year later, RJ building off of this quickly with unfinished business in the postseason? You know, I don't. I don't think they'll approach the offseason with like, we are going to make a big trade and it's just what will take the best trade that's on the board. I don't think they'll do that. But this is the NBA. Like, <laughs> the notion that there's not going to be a whale out there this summer. Uh, I, I got news for you. There, there will be. And we, know a, we know a team that's whale hunting, you know? So, I mean, you know, and if you're the Knicks, it's, it comes down to like, okay, it's a, it's, that's why it's, it's a different conversation than last summer. Last summer it was, if we trade for Donovan, do we have enough left over to get the second guy? Cause they weren't sure they had the first guy. Now, you know, you have a guy, you know, and um, what makes it complicated is like, he was terrible tonight and he's, been largely terrible in the playoffs through two of the last, you know, in the two years he's made the playoffs, but like Julius Randle is still a guy um, and his valuation in like, do, do, are they open to trading him? Do they want to trade him? Do they feel better about the idea of like, okay, if we bring in another guy and slot him down lower on the totem pole, what does that mean for him? What does that mean for RJ Barrett? Like, there's questions. Obviously, everybody in the fan base, even after a bad game from RJ tonight, is going to be like, great, ship Randall out of here, bring in an upgrade over Randall, player X, Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, there's our championship team, as long as you don't decimate the rest of the roster. I mean, it sounds incredibly easy. Mm-hmm. It, in, in actuality, it may be slightly more challenging. It's, I mean, look, I, I am sure there is... A friend of ours that whose hair is red that is already begun to crunch the numbers and start preparing but for Andrew. The can I just that's not this one's not gonna be about the numbers. Oh no, no. I'm just saying, like, I'm sure Jeremy's already started to think of like the plans for the offseason. I'm not okay. I'm not fully there yet with what the well, that's all next. well and good, and I can't wait for all of the cap or no caps to come and the whole thing. It's gonna be awesome and a lot of fun. This is about who comes on the market and what what do those negotiations look like? Because, you know, Ian Bagley reported a few days ago, teams checked in about Randall before the deadline and they were told. And again, whenever Ian always, whenever, whenever Ian mm-hmm. says something, always read between the lines. He didn't come out and say the Knicks told other teams Get the fuck out of here. We're not trading Julius Randle. That's what they said. 
Mm-hmm. If you read between the lines of what Ian's reporting was. So for are they going to do a 180 if the if 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 the opportunity comes to include Randall in a deal for a guy that they feel can be unequivocally one of the top two guys on the title team. Now, again, there's so many ifs, ifs in that statement. Um whatever. We 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 it's we'll talk about it later, but like I think it's a big offseason for them. It's a big offseason for them. For as great as the season was and for as much as they were playing with house money, it's a big offseason for this team. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.